Hey, and welcome to this episode of the Clone Yourself Podcast. In this episode, I'm going to show you how you can find full-time remote employees that you can rely on. Or if you're a job seeker, you can land a full-time remote career with benefits. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a privilege to introduce you to Grow Motely. My good friend, Sarah Regalhuth, whom is no stranger to remote working, just launched a brand new company that bridges the gap between remote-based companies and job seekers looking for full-time work with benefits, where they can work out of the comfort of their home or even on the road. Before we get started, I want to invite you to check out my new program called Permission to Podcast. Simply show up and record. Here's the deal. Podcasting works. I don't have to convince you of that. You already know that. But what you may not realize is podcasting requires a ton of time. In fact, after producing nine podcasts in the past few years, I know for certain that it takes at least five hours to edit and promote one podcast. This doesn't even include recording the actual podcast. The time spent behind the scenes really adds up. My new program, Permission to Podcast, I'm giving you the tools to simply show up and record. For more info, go to cloneyourselfuniversity.com slash permission. Cloneyourselfuniversity.com slash permission. Now for my conversation with Sarah. Welcome back to another episode of the Clone Yourself Podcast. I'm really excited to talk with my good friend, Sarah Regalhuth, again. We have done so much together in the past year. I feel like Soul Seeker Podcast, Clone Yourself Podcast, a guest spot on one of my accelerators. And Sarah is just an amazing serial entrepreneur. And today we're going to talk about our new business, Grow Motely, which is all about working remote with benefits and long-term roles. So I'm super stoked to learn more about myself and share it with you guys. So with that, Sarah, welcome back and uh, tell us a little bit about uh, how you how you came to start this company. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. It's always great to chat with you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I basically came up with the idea for the company last year, actually, 2019. So pre-COVID and all of that. But um, my other business, Grow My Team, which we've talked plenty about in the past, we're obviously, you know, right into remote work and using remote talent to help us grow our companies. Um, my other business, Grow My Team, is a more traditional kind of service-based recruitment company, but in the remote work space. So we've been helping people manually um, source and headhunt and recruit permanent remote talent for since 2014. But last year, we were having a team meeting and we were talking about how we were struggling to find talent in Latin America. And It was one of the current issues that we were facing and we were trying to research different job boards and places we could be advertising because Latin American talent is great for the North American market um, because of the time zone. And we were really trying to get in there. We had Asia down pretty well. We had the Africa's down pretty well and Europe, but just really hadn't tapped Latin America. And as I got off the call with my team where we were trying to problem solve and figure out where we could advertise, it dawned on me that that's the biggest problem that we face when it comes to placing anyone 
anywhere in the world with a company anywhere in the world is that there's no one place that you can advertise those roles that you can go to. Obviously, you know, there's LinkedIn and things like that. And there are some small job sites, but there's no, um, I guess, Upwork is a great example. People are probably familiar with that or Freelancer. Um, really fantastic websites for gig-based gig freelancers, connecting people all over the world. But there was nothing like that for permanent remote positions. And so we thought, well, let's create it. Let's create it. Started it. The idea started just as a job board. Let's just create a global job board where people can, where companies can place ads for, for jobs globally, which would help us um, because that was a problem that we were facing. And then as the idea developed, um, we kind of decided to see if we could build a little more than that and build an actual end-to-end -end solution that handled contracts and payroll and some culture tools and all sorts of things. And we commenced a small capital raise, um, 350000 I guess, late last year and ended up closing out that capital raise the Friday before we in the US went into lockdown for COVID. Wow. <laughs> um, and so, I mean, it happened in different stages around the world, but it was the Friday before. I remember on the following Monday, I was quarantining here in Austin. So, um, yeah, the timing was pretty good. <laughs> we actually ended up 32% oversubscribed in just the week before when the world was starting to hear about COVID. And I guess some of the, my savvy investors were like, oh, maybe she's onto something here. <laughs> so we ended up getting a little extra money, which was great because it meant we were able to build a more robust MVP. And we've basically been building that ever since due to launch in the next month or two, um, just in the final stages of putting that all together. But yeah, I mean, I, we went, this whole pandemic situation has basically seen my hypothesis of us sort of working primarily remotely sometime in the next five to 10 years happen instantly. So seriously. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, I think it was announced pretty soon after we went in lockdown in the U S that Twitter's going to allow their employees to work remote, like, for forever pretty much mm -hmm. right and then other tech companies and companies all over kind of followed suit yep which yeah. yeah i heard just recently another big tech company paid an exorbitant amount of money something like 89 million dollars to get out of a lease commercial office space that they were entering into because they just realized that they don't need it anymore they're not going to do it yeah, I was just talking to some friends over the weekend or a few days before recording this, and we we're talking about commercial real estate and how potentially a lot of the commercial real estate could be turning into housing, which is totally mm -hmm. different than what we're talking about here. But yep. it's just interesting to see the landscape of how we're going to be living, not only working. So I think good things are definitely on the horizon, mm -hmm. you know. So I love that you're doing this. Uh, grow remotely. Now, to me, it just seems it's everywhere. It's not just Latin America. It's all, it's worldwide, uh, global, right? Totally. Yeah. 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 That totally. just happened to be the market we were tackling at that moment. The problem kind of came into my mind as something we could solve. That was my example there, but it's absolutely a global, global thing. Well, you and I are both soul seekers as well. And, you know, we can see the synchronicity there of how that, that issue you, you and your team were trying to solve 
put you onto this new path for the next mm-hmm. thing that you're going to be bringing to the world, which is beautiful. And are there any certain type of niche roles that people can expect to find full-time positions on or what type of backgrounds should people have that are interested in finding a new employer through your company? Yeah. So our target market in terms of companies, hiring companies is small to medium professional services, firms, agencies, that kind of thing. So businesses that were typically, you know, five to say 20 people working, sitting in an office, working on computers. So think digital agencies, marketing agencies, graphic design companies, law firms, financial planners, um, the list goes on, that kind of thing. So as a, as a, as a candidate, a job seeker, anyone who is, has worked in a professional role with skills and experience, um, ideally we're looking for people with sort of three plus years experience all the way through to kind of senior management type leadership type roles. Um, but essentially we're a platform to help these small companies, small to medium growing companies actually build their entire teams on the platform. So how do you guys kind of vet the potential candidates coming onto the platform? Because it, to me, it seems like you might want to interview people before letting them on. So you can keep a very high level database for the employers seeking candidates. Mm-hmm. It's definitely more of a mass market play. So there wouldn't be the ability for us to interview every person however what we're doing is building into the technology safeguards for this thing as the community grows so we're doing things like um, uploading their identity so we have proper identity checks and things like that and reference checks um, the reference checks will be through the system so you'll put the name and email address of the person the system will contact them they have to write that reference into the system so they're kind of forever attached to it um, so there's a level of accountability I think that happens there And then as we continue on and people are actually engaged and we have data, a data pool there, we'll be using the rating systems that we're building into the technology um, to help kind of continue to understand um, the quality of the candidates. And a, a lot of it as well is to do with our target marketing. So making sure our messaging is right and that we're talking to people who have as I said, three plus years experience, have those skills, are in professional services. I talk to job seekers a lot about, um, you know, thinking about what you want, what is your dream job, rather than just kind of throwing applications at every job you see and hoping that something will land. You know, that's how you get a shitty job that you don't really (laughs) probably like. But if you want the dream job, manifest it. Like, what do you love? What are you good at? What are you experienced in? And what is the dream? Who is the company or the type of company that you want to work with, the type of team you want to work in? And one of the things we're doing on the platform is the candidates will have a profile. So there'll be a section that's like about me. And that's the perfect section to describe who you are and what you're looking for and what the dream job is for you so that when companies are actually looking at you, you know, you can see if there's a cultural fit and alignment there. And we're going to have, as we develop the technology further and further, there's a big importance we're placing on cultural fit um, and using an algorithm that we're developing to actually culturally match companies and candidates. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Is there anything that you'd want to share more about the algorithm? That sounds um, interesting and very techy and over my head. <laughs> yeah, and probably a little over my head as well. But my tech team are amazing and they're building it. But essentially, 
what I've come to learn through the six years, well, I mean, 10 years as an entrepreneur and six years specifically in this business of culture and building teams is that cultural fit kind of accounts for like 80 to 90% of the success of the hire. Like making sure you have a candidate that has the skills and experience is pretty easy. It's like a checkbox. We could look at the resume, see if they've got the skills and experience we're looking for. But if they don't work in the same way that we do, in the same style that we do, if they don't like the same environment that we do as a company, then there's going to be a mismatch and a misalignment and there'll be challenges. So what we want to do is help companies understand who they truly are, not who they think they are, but who they truly are. And the example I give often is, you know, we can have these values that we think we should have, these aspirational values like, oh, flexible is one of our values. And like, if you're a really rigid company with a lot of structure and you're not actually flexible, don't put it as a value because there are people in the world that want to work with rigidity and structure. That's how they function best. And what we want to do is find you those people who actually will thrive in your environment. When you get that match and that alignment, I mean, that's a very expansive energy for an organization. Right. And I'm just thinking about myself, like, I, I haven't been an employee in years, um, really, but I wouldn't want to be on like a lot of Zoom calls and like the rah-rah team stuff. Like if, because, you know, I'm a solopreneur, that's my type of thing. But if I were at all, I know there's employees like this too. They're more shy or whatever the case may be. Exactly. There, I'm sure there's plenty of employees that would be like, I just want to get my work done. I want to live my life and I would love to uh, work remote and all that, but I don't want like all the, like the fluff, like, Oh, it's a team happy hour and all this. And then on the flip side, there's plenty of employees that want all the, excuse my language, calling it fluff. But like, you know, to me, I've looked at these like team happy hours and I'm just like, uh, like I don't want to go, or industry happy hours. Like I don't want to sit here and like drink a, some water. Cause I'm not going to drink beer and just like shoot the shit for an hour. Personally, you know, I'm in fit for service with you and like, we're doing like really heavy work. So it's like, if I'm going to be on a zoom call, I want to be something where I'm actually going to be getting something out of it versus be like, Hey, do you catch the game or like all these surface level conversations? So I'm just curious. There's probably like, an avenue for both the people that want to be more on their own and not so much have that like team type of aspect. Right. Exactly. And that's where it comes down to helping individuals and helping companies understand who they truly are, not who they think they are um, and really get in alignment with how they want to be. Like an example in my company, we had, I had my team meeting for Groom Early yesterday and we were laughing because I'm not very good at remembering people's, anniversaries or birthdays or things like that I'm not that kind of leader um, but we actually have cheers for peers every single week so every single week we acknowledge people for what they're doing so that's my way of providing recognition I'm more of a um, you know in, in in my nature is very like fluid and intuitive and expressive and so that's kind of how part of our company culture is is that it's just happening on an ongoing basis same with performance reviews I just do it as needed. Like we talk about it all the time. One of our values is um, trust through transparency. So we have these candid conversations on an ongoing basis. Um, but as I said, some people would rather a formal structured performance review. Some people wouldn't feel valued if they don't receive, you know, the anniversary thing or the birthday recognition. And so it's important that I'm finding people in my team that are a little bit more aligned with my fluid nature. 
Um, and that's the truth of who I am, whether I think it would be nice if I remembered people's anniversaries or not, like I don't. And it's better to um, just be in our authenticity as an organization of who we are. So just to circle back to the algorithm, we'll be doing things like personality profiling and all sorts of questionnaires for individuals and for companies that will gradually build data over time. And people who work for companies will be able to rate how much does this company actually, is it, are they actually in line with it, this value or are they in line with this purpose statement, this vision, and we can rate them so we can start to see and shift um, how we perceive ourselves and, and get more into alignment um, over time. And we'll be able to offer consulting and things like that um, on the culture side and helping companies get into that alignment. Same with coaching on the, on the um, remote professional side. But ultimately, that's what we're looking to do is really build this platform that helps algorithmically helps us find those perfect matches essentially. Yeah, I think it's amazing. It's really cool. Now that I have such a better idea of it too, for me, it's helpful to look at as like Upwork, but for long-term um, uh, roles with benefits. That That's mm-hmm. a really good summary for sure, for anyone that's familiar with Upwork at least. Um, but yeah, it's just so interesting because so many uh, people really with COVID and everything else are starting to slow down, starting to realize like, oh, hey, there's actually more to life than just working, right? And mm-hmm. people want more f- flexible hours more than ever before. Like before we want it on a surface level, but now we want it on like we yearn for it on a soul level. So People, even like Joe, your significant other who have traveled the country in a van, like, I mean, this is an amazing opportunity to go live your best life and not be constricted to an office and find that perfect match where you can work remote. So I just think it's an incredible idea and I know it's going to blow blow up. So at the time of recording, we're late September. You said launch is going to be like around November-ish? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And we have a landing page up where you can pre-register and everyone who pre-registered will get early access to set up their profiles and be ready to go as soon as that launch does go live. So it's it's really simple. Just go to growmotely.com and literally scroll down. You can pop your email address in. That's all we're asking for. Um, and we're not going to spam you. We're just going to send you the information that need, is needed at the time to ensure that you get listed and get ready to go when we launch. That's perfect. Well, guys, you heard it here first. Check out growmotely.com. The link is in the show notes as well. So there's no excuse not to sign up. Check it out. And yeah, this is absolutely awesome. So we'll have to do a recap like a year from now and see how everything's coming along. If I can uh, still track you down because this is going big, but no, I love it, Sarah. Thanks for taking some time to talk about it. And I think that's, uh, I think we're good. I think we covered everything and um, super pumped and excited for you. Yeah. The only thing I would add, if, if I can grab one more minute, it's kind of more for the entrepreneurs out there, but you know, I think really think long and hard before going back to an office. And once again, that's, you know, it's not, it is, it, there is still a case for it for sure. But if we look at the stats, like 68% of millennials in 2018 did not want to work in an office. And now, as you said, we've all experienced it. I don't know anyone who's like, oh, I really can't wait for the commute again. I can't wait to be spending, you know, 30 minutes or an hour a day in my car or longer. Um, and so, yeah, just look at the gift that has been given to the world with all of this freedom and flexibility. And people people who are engaged in a company like that, it's they value it so much. 
You know, they, it's yeah. really the highest benefit, I think, for particularly for millennial um, professionals. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I know that there are like select people, which I don't understand. Like my co-host, he likes going into the office. Um, co-host of my other podcast and my food show, like he's had the opportunity for the past three years at the tech companies that to work at home like any as much as he wants to but he always goes into the office and i was like dude why and there's no one even in your office because everyone else is working from <laughs> home and then you know sometimes you have like parents that will want to get out of the house but now also with homeschooling and all that type of stuff it, it there's just I, at least we have the option now and yeah. before remotely we didn't have a really good resource to find good remote jobs. So this is just incredible. And I, I love that you've had the vision, the foresight that this is where we were going in the next five to 10 years. And like you said, now we're just like on the fast track to working remote, which is yeah. going to be better for humanity. So totally. Cool. Oh, I'm so excited. Thanks for having me on today. I just love talking about it. It's so great. Absolutely, Sarah. Well, yeah, I didn't mean to cut it short, but... Um, no, no, you're I, good. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything else that you think uh, people might want to know? No, I think we covered it all. <laughs> cool. All right, guys. Well, check out growmotely.com. All the show notes are... All the links are in the show notes. You can connect with Sarah as well on Instagram. And I put the Instagram handle for growmotely so you can follow their journey and thank you so much for checking out this pod. Thanks, Aaron. Hey, Tribe. Thank you so much for listening to the end, and I truly hope you enjoyed this one. My vision is to share the teachings from this podcast with as many people as I can, and I can't do it alone. If you could take a quick 18 seconds to leave a five-star review on iTunes, it would help others discover the podcast. Literally, you can help spread the word by leaving a review or even directly sharing this link with a friend. And by the way, if you're feeling called to start a podcast of your own and want to learn more about my new program, Permission to Podcasts, where I teach you how to simply show up and record so you can focus on what really matters, you know, like scheduling guests and actually recording your podcasts or spending hours editing and promoting your podcast, then be sure to go to cloneyourselfuniversity.com slash permission. That's cloneyourselfuniversity.com slash permission. Thank you so much. And I'll catch you on the next episode.